Hello, Q community. My name is Josephine Ma, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications at Concordia University of Edmonton, and this is Coffee and Conversation with Tim. I'm joined by the man himself, Tim Lorman, the President and Vice Chancellor of Q. Hi, Tim. Hi, Josephine. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. And this is a podcast where you, the students, faculty, and the staff of Concordia University of Edmonton, have the chance to hear about what's going on in and around our campus from some of our senior members of our administration. And this is the first time we have launched such a thing, and we're always looking for ways to improve. So let us know what you think at podcast at concordia.ab.ca. And for future reference, you can find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And on today's episode, we're talking about all things back to school. We'll be exploring our campus and our surrounding neighborhood today, giving you some tips and hacks about how to get the most out of your back to school experience. You're not going to want to miss this, so please stick around. Okay, Tim, so we are talking about back to school today. So big topic and lots of excitement as students and staff gather back onto our campus. So digging back into the vault here, you got your teaching diploma back in Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. So since we're talking about back to school today, let's roll back the tape a few years here and tell us about your first day at university. What was it like and how did that feel for you? Yeah, it's rolling back quite a few years, Josephine. <laughs> um, Monash uh, is a big university in Melbourne, um, but I attended a, a much smaller campus. Uh, and actually, when I started, it had a different name. It wasn't even part of Monash, but it merged into Monash uh, during my time there as an undergrad. Now, because it was small, it did have a very similar sort of feel to Q uh, in some ways. Um, you knew people, your profs knew who you were, that sort of thing. Um, now, my first day was back uh, while the earth was still cooling, I think, <laughs> back in 1988. Uh, and um the first week at Australian universities is always called O-Week, which stands for Orientation Week. Um, and it is a real party atmosphere there because uh, mm. it's in the summer uh, still, sort of, the, towards the end of summer. Um, there's usually bands playing, lots of social events um, and that sort of thing. And that's what I remember most about starting university, that social side, you know. And I was thinking about it on my way in here this morning. I was thinking, I still remember what the weather was like on that first day. Wow. I still sort of almost remember the, the feeling of the grass as we sat and listened to a band and and the people that I, you know, the new people that I met that would end up becoming friends throughout my uh, entire time at university. So um, met them on that first day. So that was kind of, of neat. Um, I was able to meet others. I was in a cohort uh, w with teaching. And so I was member, I was able to meet with other members of that cohort. It was a bit awkward at first, but, you know, as I said, those people ended up becoming good friends. And Academically, though, I recall being a little bit disappointed in the first week. Um, all we did was run through the syllabus, right? Mm. I now know mm -hmm. that's par for the course, really, at, at universities during the first week. But at the time, I really was excited about you getting into You were just chomping teaching. at the bit to learn, hey? Oh, I couldn't wait. <laughs> and I was really interested in teaching and I wanted to just get started on the content, which... I think if you, if I think of myself at 17, it was an odd thing for me to be feeling because I wasn't exactly the world's greatest student. Mm. Uh, I was young, um, super young, really, 17. And um, so it was weird that I wanted to get into the academic stuff. I think I kind of wanted to turn a page and, and you know, get moving and, and do better. I'm not sure I did. 
but I wanted to. <laughs> well, and it does sound like your first couple of days are very similar to what we experience here at Q with lots of live bands, lots of events, lots of opportunities to make new friends. Yeah. So that's super exciting. Now, okay, a question for you about kind of how you were feeling when you were stepping for the first time onto the university campus. So how did you navigate around some of those big feelings like overwhelm or imposter syndrome? And what advice can you provide to students who might feel like that right now? Yeah, so like many of us, I was pretty sure I wasn't smart enough to truly be successful. Um, university education wasn't really something that happened in my family. Mm. Um, I went to a sort of a rural high school, uh, and it was actually labelled a disadvantaged school wow. <laughs> by the government. <laughs> um, it, Pro tip, don't name a school disadvantaged if you want <laughs> students to go there. Uh, <laughs> now... Um, that was despite the fact that I thought it was a great school. And in fact, looking back, I still do think it was a great school. Um, that said, uh, I did wonder if my high school education was up to snuff uh, when it came to supporting me at university. So yes, I did feel like maybe it wouldn't work out. Um, it did, of course. Um, my undergrad grades, though, I would say were pretty average overall. So I guess to some... And that's okay, too. <laughs> well, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess to some degree, I felt like an imposter right up until I started grad school, though. You know, mm. I felt I felt kind of lucky to have got gotten through with okay grades, but not, you know, uh, I certainly wasn't the, the stellar student that, uh, that I could have been. Um, so my advice to students uh, who feel that way right now is just to plug away, stick with it and, and do your best. So bite off your courses one at a time. Uh, and even within courses, plan everything out so that you know in which order you need to do things. And I used to have a paper calendar on my wall at home that I would do a quite a big one that I would do all that planning on. But, um, you know, now we have electronic means, uh, including a really great AI, AI tool that uh, we've developed here at Concordia, mm. and it's called Maya. And that can help students with all of that planning, mapping out. It'll remind you when to study. It'll remind you when to start that assignment, and it'll help you do all of that. So the app's under development, but it is available through a website, and maybe we can put the link up somewhere on the, this podcast page or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, Q statistics are that very few students fail outright because of all the supports we provide. So think about those supports, access those supports, and you will be very unlikely to be unsuccessful. Uh, so if you think you need a bit of additional support, just seek it out earlier rather than later. You can be helped to a much greater degree if you let us know right away. Absolutely. And one thing we really want to reinforce with our students is that everybody here on campus wants you to succeed. And everybody here is willing to offer that extra bit of tutoring, that whatever is necessary to get you to where we want you to be. So that's something that I definitely have appreciated about being on this Q campus is that level of additional support that we provide to students. So um, for students who are new to Q, some interesting history about us. You might be new to Edmonton, so you might not know some of this information, or maybe you've lived here all your life and you still don't know this, but we're actually the second oldest post-secondary institution in Alberta. We're only second to the University of Alberta. And so we've been here a long time. So 102 years to be exact. And we were established back in 1921 by the Lutheran Church. And in 2015, we separated from the Lutheran Church and we've become an independent university. 
We have two campuses, our main campus where our academics take place, and then our McGrath campus, which is just a short walk down Ada Boulevard. And we've been part of this Bellevue and Highlands community for about a hundred years. So it's pretty amazing to see some of the historical photos of the neighborhood basically coming up in and around Concordia University. Really cool. So Tim, I know that you you obviously haven't been here a hundred years. It might feel that way, but it hasn't been. <laughs> but you've been here since 2003. So you know the campus and the area really well. So in your opinion, what makes our community and specifically the areas of Virginia Park, Bellevue and Highlands really special? Well, I think many people are not aware of the historical significance of this area. I certainly wasn't uh, before I came to Concordia. We're on Treaty 6 land, uh, obviously, being in the Edmonton area. And we queue is on one of, of Edmonton's first Métis lots on the banks of the River Valley. Um, we've been here for over 100 years, as you say, although, of course, um, there were Indigenous people here for thousands of years before us. Now, Schwerman Hall and Founders Hall were built around the same time as McGrath uh, Mansion was, and William McGrath was a very significant figure in this neighbourhood. Uh, the history makes this community special, and the present-day community have really built on that. Um, the local community leagues and the other community organisations have been so gracious in including Concordia in their plans of late, and these relationships have been bolstered through the acquisition of our McGrath campus a few years ago, uh, which came about as the result of a really large donation, the biggest donation we've ever had from the Braxma family, uh, and a contribution from us. Now, in many ways, that's really helped us to be more of a presence in the community and to have a much more positive relationship with community members in general. So the short answer is that it is the positive individuals in our local community who are mm -hmm. making the difference and who are really making this neighbourhood special. I could name them, but, you know, that might be embarrassing. So, but they <laughs> know right. who they are. <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, some exciting stuff happened over the summer with McGrath um, campus, where we actually got the rezoning that we were looking for. So do you want to maybe just add a bit about that? Yes, we got we got rezoning uh, from residential to uh, institutional or educational use. But I think almost more importantly than that, we also achieved a municipal historic designation. Yes, totally. um, And so now McGrath, our McGrath campus is uh, a provincial and a municipal uh, listed historic site. And the beauty of that for us is not only that, you know, it puts an onus on Concordia to always preserve the, mm -hmm, the beauty absolutely. of McGrath, but also uh, we'll be able to access hopefully some financial help uh, to do that through municipal grants. So that was a, a really important thing for us. And uh, now we can work in partnership with the city uh, to keep McGrath uh, the amazing resource that it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're new to the, the university, I suggest you guys take that little 10 minute walk down to McGrath and just poke around there. It is, you know, a campus that's meant for you as well. So take a look around there. It's a beautiful building, truly spectacular. Um, okay, moving on to something that's also important to us. Let's talk about food. So we have really good options here on campus through Dana Hospitality for breakfast, lunch, and even dinner. And they are located in the Bistro in the Tegler Center, which will be open, I think, a little bit later this fall, as well as in our cafeteria. So, Tim, what's your favorite thing to order from our cafeteria menu? Well, um, I'm, I'm maybe not too proud to admit, but I am drawn to some of the more unhealthy options that, that are available. <laughs> Who um, isn't? <laughs> but I am glad to see that, you know, we have a, a mixture of healthy and, and, and uh, maybe 
we consider them treats <laughs> um, from our from our um, cafeteria. But I usually just get a, a panini or a wrap or something like that. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what options become available when we open up our new food service area in the new service uh, food service space this September. Uh, that's the space just off of Tegler that's uh, currently they're putting the finishing touches on. Yes. Um, it's going to be a really cool place to hang out. Uh, we're going to have expanded food options there, hot food, more coffees, uh, and even uh, alcohol surface uh, at various points uh, during the week. So um, it's going to really, I think, add to our vibrant social atmosphere at Concordia. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. And I yeah. and for the first time ever, we'll be able to serve alcohol, which is really interesting because I don't think we've ever, yeah, we've never had that here at Q. So really looking forward to, you know, ha having that opportunity to sit back with coworkers, meet some students, like that's going to be great. Yeah, we've had alcohol, of course, at special events, but um, never sort of as a, a routine thing. And we're, we're being very sensible how we roll that out. What we want is um, sort of sensible, adult, enjoyable atmosphere, um, but we don't want you know people to go overboard and, and we're going to put in some measures to ensure that doesn't happen. Yes, exactly. Responsible consumption. Yes. Very important. <laughs> okay, so if you wanted to go off campus, there's lots of cool hidden gems in and around our neighbourhood. So, for example, my tip to anyone who's new to Q is to try out Foxburger, which is about a 10-minute walk from our campus. They have this amazing rooftop patio and I actually had lunch there a couple of weeks ago for my birthday birthday. And it is just a spectacular, cool area to just hang out and have a selection of local beers. Really, really great. So Tim, my question to you is, what are some of your local spots for food that are off campus? So places to get coffee, favorite lunch spot, anything like that. Yeah, I agree with you. Foxburg is good. I, I also had lunch up on the roof. Uh, uh, I think it was towards the end of June there. So it was beautiful weather and it's a great spot. Uh, but even in the winter, it's great. Foxburger is great because it's nice inside as well. Um, also, there's Bodega, uh, which is uh, in the same uh, Gibbard block, I think it's called mm -hmm, there, yep. or, or, or close to it. Um and that's perhaps a little fancier. It's kind of tapas and, and wine and things like that. But food's great, and uh, I, I like that place. Um, I've not been myself, but I hear a lot about Kind Ice Cream. And uh, Oh, it's good. <laughs> Let me tell you, Kind Ice Cream is really good. It, I've been there twice this summer, and I plan to go probably at least another couple times before the end of summer. Well, maybe I'll have to go with you. Yeah, um, there you go. But one of my favorite spots to go actually is Highlands Golf Club. Um, hmm. Now, uh, Concordia students and employees can go there for lunch, uh, for coffee, and there's a bar there too. Uh, and that's just open to the public. Um, I always book before I go, but um, you, I don't think you have to. Um, the food is really good. The prices are reasonable. And that view, if, yeah, if for you those can't who have been, that view. oh my goodness, it's right over the golf course, over the river valley. It's it's uh, a million dollar view for you know the price of a $20 lunch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Great <laughs> yeah. recommendation. And since we're on the topic of recommendations, let's talk a bit about our campus. So Q is unique because our campus is all concentrated in one area rather than being spread out over several city blocks. And so that means that faculties are housed here on campus and that more opportunities are here to mingle with people outside of your faculty as well. You'll get the opportunity to meet people from all walks of life. And you can also meet people from all over the world, actually, because of our strong international recruitment. So my question for you, Tim, is what is your favorite spot on campus and why? 
So it's, uh, well, we're changing the name, actually. It's the Indigenous Knowledge and Research Centre currently. It's going to be renamed soon. And it's my favourite place on campus for a lot of reasons, actually. I mean, it it has a great atmosphere, I think. It feels like a really special place. And the architectural design of that area so that it sort of is meant to reach out into the river valley. And I really feel that it does. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've been in there before and seen porcupines walk by and that sort of oh, thing. Cool. It's really quite cool. Um, but I will say I very much appreciate how warmly I'm welcomed whenever I go down there. Absolutely. And I appreciate the honest conversations that I have down there and uh, the opportunities to learn. So it's a really cool space and it's full of really cool people. And that's my, if I had to pick, I have lots of favorite places, <laughs> but if I had to pick one, that would be it. Sounds good. And then having one unified campus is an upside definitely of being a small university. But what do you think are some of the other upsides of being a small university that students should take advantage of? Yeah, well, you know, there are so many advantages, of course, but I think the biggest one is getting to know your profs. Um, Mm. At a small university like ours, they're available and they're really interested in helping you to reach your potential. Um, There are all sorts of opportunities here, such as drama, music, taking advantage of research opportunities, developing a relationship with industry or with future employers. We have that personal touch and really there's no substitute for that. Mm, absolutely. I totally agree. And I see profs interacting with students out in Tegler Student Center all the time. And it's so lovely to see because that friendship really does extend beyond that classroom for sure. Um, so back to school also means, of course, a return to studies. So for many, it means establishing some new routines and starting fresh. So what advice do you have for students who are straight out of high school or maybe even those who have been out of school for a while and are at queue to retrain in a new career? As I said earlier, I think take things one step at a time. It's overwhelming to look at uh, an entire degree, four years and or three years and say, and try to take that all in. So just go one semester at a time, one course at a time. Uh, Know that you belong here. Be brave persevere. And if things get tough, ask for help. Mm, uh, that's so important. Oh, it's extremely important. And it's uh, a, the really the smart thing to do and sometimes the brave thing to do if you think you're struggling uh, to reach out for help. So we have loads of support here for those who want to take advantage of it. Uh, I mentioned our AI virtual assistant, Maya, um, earlier. I think that's a must-have, actually, for mm. anyone. Uh, and on top of that, Campus Life offers all sorts of academic and social supports that can help you to develop good study habits, writing skills, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, now, you shouldn't be shy in making use of resources like the library. Our librarians are wonderful, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, and your profs, um, who are often so available to students. You also need friends. So don't be shy. Just approach people. Get to know them. That's the thing about Concordia is people welcome you when you approach them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a super friendly community. You will find a peer group that's right for you and who will support you. I love that. And as we close out, just a reminder about some important dates for students. No school on Monday, September the 4th for Labor Day. And then there's, um, speaking of friends and having that community of people to support you, there's a speed friending event on Thursday, September the 7th. And when you go, there's free ice cream sundaes for your participants. So you got to go to that. I mean, free food, why not? 
Um, so please be on the lookout for your student e-newsletter for more information about upcoming e- events on campus and bookmark concordia.ab.ca backslash events. And there's a whole calendar there of important dates and events. And I'm really looking forward actually to seeing, meeting everyone, uh, greeting the people who've been here in past years and, and meeting all the new students as well on, on during those activities. Yeah, be sure to look for yeah. Tim. He's usually the guy with a big smile shaking everyone's hands. So that's how you'll recognize him when you come to new student or- orientation. Um, okay, so as we close off our first podcast, final word will go to you, Tim. What would you like to say to all of our new Q community members before we sign off? Well, just that we are so glad that you chose Concordia for your university education. I know you are going to love it here, and we're going to love having you. So I look forward to seeing you around campus, and uh, you know, please, please, please come and say hi to me uh, if you see me walking around. Awesome, and thank you all for joining us, and be sure to look out for our next episode in about a week, two weeks or so. A week, two weeks, I don't know. We haven't decided yet, but it'll be out soon. And final word over to you there, Tim. Yeah, just bye for now. Uh, Be kind, do good, and lead well.